Mel Kettle, and you're listening to This Connected Life, the show where connected leaders share their experience, values, and strategies that have helped them become more connectable so they achieve success in life and business. Hi, everyone, and welcome to This Connected Life. I am your host, Mel Kettle, and this week, episode 26, is also the first episode of season two. It's marking a new year and a new decade, and I don't know about you, but I'm really excited about the next 12 months and beyond. I think um, it's going to be a really big year for a lot of us. I know last year was a great year for me. It wasn't for many people, but it was for me, and this year is just going to be bigger and better. I'm recording this at the moment outside on a beautiful Tuesday, I think, afternoon at South Brisbane. I'm down at South Bank. I forgot to book a meeting room at the State Library, so I'm outside watching the city life on the river just happen. And it's stunning, although it's about 40 degrees outside, or it feels like that, so it's a bit humid. And I'm being eyed off by a very large lizard. Um, I know it has a more official name than lizard, but anyone who's spent time at South Bank will know the very large lizardy water monitory things I don't know what they're called that inhabit this area down here Um, and there's a family of them there's a very large one and then there's a mid-sized one and then there's two smaller ones so I might pop a couple of photos um, in the show notes to show you because they are beautiful anyway not what I wanted to talk about today what I wanted to talk about today is how much I've been listening to um, content and reading content that has a really big focus on the new year and a new you and how people are reflecting a lot on past goals uh, for last year and the year before and for goals for this year and the decade ahead. Um, And of course, there's been a lot of content that's been published around New Year's resolutions. So I want to take a little bit of a different slant today and talk about how important it is to know your purpose. Because when you know what your purpose is, either in life or at work or in any aspect of your world, it's a lot easier to plan, to set goals and to then take relevant action to achieve them. And I've certainly found in the past that when my goals, either personal or professional, um, are connected to my purpose, then I'm far more likely to achieve them. It was Frederick Nietzsche and I've probably not pronounced that correctly, uh, who said, he who has a why can endure any how. And I've certainly had times in my life where I know that's been very true. I'm also guessing there's very few of us who haven't heard of Simon Sinek and his golden circle. The core of Simon's start with why, which is at the heart of his golden circle, is that we need to understand our purpose. According to Simon, when we know our why or our purpose, we're far more capable of pursuing the things that give us fulfillment. And this helps us to identify our goals, followed by the actions that we need to undertake to achieve our goals. And knowing our why can serve as a great point of reference, which allows us to measure progress and helps us know when we've achieved the things that we set out to do. Educator and Stephen Covey, who I love, has a similar mantra. He's very famous for his work on Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And even though that book was written and that work was done 30 or 40 years ago, if not even longer, it's still really relevant today. His second habit is begin with the end in mind. And when I undertook training in his Seven Habits, 
oh, 20 years ago, more than 20 years ago, this was the one that resonated with me the most. And begin with the end in mind is something that really forms the basis of all of the work I do with my clients and all of my personal and professional goals myself. And yet I've only really started thinking about it from a personal perspective, even though I've always thought about it professionally. Um, And start with the end in mind or begin with the end in mind can also sometimes be a little bit tricky to answer if you're not actually sure what it is that you want to achieve and if you don't know your purpose. So one of the things that I've really noticed is that a lot of people find it hard to articulate what their why is or what their purpose is. It seems like a really simple concept, but once you start to think about it, it's, it can be a bit tricky. One of the questions I find can help is asking yourself, why do you get up in the morning? And then asking yourself, why should anyone else care? Or perhaps you could ask yourself a question that I used to ask on my former podcast, A Great Recipe for Life, when I used to ask all of my guests, how do you want to be remembered? So take a moment to think about that. How do you want to be remembered when your days are no longer on earth? And then maybe reflect on your actions over the past days, weeks and months and have a think about whether those actions genuinely reflect what you want to have achieved at the end. And why should we even know our purpose? Like seriously, why is it important or is it just some big (laughs) woo-woo? Woo-woo I think might be one of my words of the year because I've used it a lot in the last, you know, few, few weeks. Anyway, when we start with why and we begin with the end in mind, we're far more likely to have clarity about our lives, passion for our goals, a greater focus on whatever it is we're wanting to achieve, greater health and happiness, increased resilience, and we're much more likely to live our lives with integrity. The Japanese have a really beautiful concept called ikigai, which means a reason for being. It's a lifestyle that strives to balance the spiritual elements of life with the practical. And the balance is found at the intersection where your passion, your mission, your profession and your vocation meet. I've personally found that following this model has helped me gain some clarity around what my purpose is. And I've also gone through the exercise of finding your ikigai um, with a whole bunch of clients over the years and it really does help you work out what's important and where you can focus in on various aspects of life. And it starts by asking four questions. What do you love? What does the world need? What are you good at? And what can you be paid for? And the model is a four-circle Venn diagram and at the intersections of those questions are your passion, your mission, your profession and your vocation and at the centre you'll have your ikigai or your purpose and your reason for being. So I'll pop a copy of the model into the show notes so you can have a look and see what it looks like and in practical terms if you want to go through this yourself allow a couple of hours to do it or you know a half a day Um, maybe do it with a friend Um, get some butcher's paper and pop them up on the wall and have a big bunch of post-it notes and some sharpies and use the post-it notes to answer the different questions so you might have you know three or four or ten or fifteen responses to what do you love what does the world need what are you good at and what can you be paid for and then using the post-it notes pop them under the relevant question or pop the relevant post-it notes with answers under the relevant questions and you can really easily move them around if you, um, if you need to and if you think that they may not fall into that initial category that you had them allocated to. If you do this, I'd love to know how it goes. 
I did it a couple of years ago and my purpose, according to the Ikigai, um, is to help people and particularly helping leaders and emerging leaders become more connectable. Because when we're more connectable, we have happier relationships, increased productivity and our organisations generate a greater profit. So I know that I want those things for myself and I know that many of my clients strive for that as well. So professionally, I do this through sharing my expertise, through consulting, through speaking, facilitating, mentoring, through my book, my next book, my blogs, and obviously through this podcast that you're listening to. And once you've got your purpose, then have a think about how that can be implemented or integrated into your goals. So I'll talk about goal setting another time, but if you're interested, my goals focus around money, my business, my relationships, my health, my education, and my professional growth and development. And one of the things that I do each year is sit down and review what my long-term goals are, which is goals over a 10-year period. And it's been about 10 years since I last did that. So I'm looking at those again over the next few weeks to see, you know, what my next 10-year plan might be. Um, And then I break it into five years, three years, one year, a quarter, a month, a week and a day. So what do I need to do every day to help me achieve my longer term goals? I normally aim for one goal per category and sometimes a smaller goal. And then I choose one or two really big goals or, you know, that are really important to me at the moment to prioritize on and to focus on. And that might be a focus for a quarter or it might be a focus for a year. So my primary goal for this year, and definitely for this quarter, is to get my sleeping under control because my sleep patterns have been really disrupted over the last, I don't know, probably five or six years um, because I've been going through perimenopause and loads of hormone changes. And one of the biggest things that that's impacted on, apart from a stupid amount of weight gain, um, has been lack of sleep. And I know from my research on sleep that sleep and weight gain are really interrelated. So, and it's kind of this vicious circle, you know, the heavier you become, the more your sleep declines and the more your sleep declines, the more weight you gain and the harder it is to lose weight. So, so I'm in the very early stages of working on this, but I'm fairly confident um, that the actions that my coach and I will be talking about will include less caffeine, less alcohol, more exercise, less time in front of a screen in the hour or two before bed and probably some dietary changes as well in terms of the food I eat and how I eat it and when I eat it and how much of it I eat and I know that these actions won't only have a massive impact on my sleep but on my overall health and when my health improves I know that that'll have a positive flow-on effect across all of my other goals because hopefully I'll have a load more energy and be a lot less cranky And so more energy will mean I'll be more productive at work. More productivity at work will hopefully mean I'll generate more income. And being less cranky will mean I'll have better relationships. So they're all interrelated. Well, they're all interrelated with me with sleep anyway. Um, Now, you might also be thinking, what does focusing on sleep have to do with your purpose of connection? Well, people who've listened to my podcast episodes on sleep and on looking after yourself and on rest and on laughter and on nature will know that you can't be more connectable if you don't look after yourself first. So looking after myself first, at least for the first quarter of the year, involves looking after my sleep. And I'm fairly sure it won't be a quick fix. So I'm fairly sure that it will be something I'll be focusing on for the first, at least for the next 12 months until I fall into a routine and create habits where my sleep pattern is optimized. 
Anyway, I think that's enough for this episode. Um, do you know your purpose? Have you, are you going to go through the Ikigai exercise? I'd really love to know. So please, um, if you know your purpose, please share it in the show. Oh, please share it, you know, through either connecting with me on LinkedIn or on Twitter or on Instagram. You can use the hashtag ThisConnectedLife. You can tag me at Mel Kettle and you're always welcome to email me, mel at melkettle.com. I love hearing from my listeners. I promise to reply to your email. If you've got a guest you'd like to nominate or you'd like to nominate yourself, you can apply for that through my website, melkettle.com, or you can get in touch through LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, or email. Thank you. Have a great 2020. Have a great decade of the 20s. And I'll be back next week with my first guest, who I'm really excited to share with you. See you later. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please hit subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you really liked what you heard, please leave me a review on iTunes or a recommendation on LinkedIn or both. The show notes are all on the website, melkettle.com forward slash podcast. And I'd love you to connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter. You'll find me at melkettle. See you next time and stay connected. Bye. Thank you.